Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I know you probably didn't expect to hear from me today, but it is Combine Week. I'm going to be traveling a lot. I don't know what all of my week entails. And I had a couple free moments here on a fine Sunday evening in Pittsburgh to just say hello. Um, We had a big trade yesterday, and I want to talk about the Peters trade. Two things, two topics for today. Peters trade, and then my top 10 free agent quarterbacks. So, there you have it. As for the Peters trade, Kansas City perspective. You're not going to hear this. And I'm not saying... And I don't mean this in a bad way. I think it's the right call. But I know the Alex Smith trade was different because he had to go make room for Mahomes, open up that cap space. But you just traded two of your biggest players. You know, even if you don't delve into them, I'm just on the surface. You traded two of your best players for draft capital. And you have a second-year quarterback taking over next year. Say what you want, but that screams rebuild. And that doesn't mean that they're going to stink next year or they're going to become the Browns or the Bears or a team like that. But this is a team building with youth. I mean, I think that's undeniable at this point. Peter's situation, I think a lot of it just came down to a real simple fact of we can get a lot for him now. He's a pain in the butt. We do not want to give this guy top five, top one, cornerback in the NFL money and would rather get draft capital back for him now and use that pick maybe on the first round corner. I mean, because they still have a need even after getting fuller. There's no doubt. They could even use two corners possibly now. And he is a great player. I very much believe that. He's a risk taker and he'll get burned from time to time, bite on a double move, that type of things. But he's scary. I mean, he is a aggressive Nasty, great ball skills, tremendous cover man that can handle the quicker guys, the big dudes, which is exactly what the Rams wanted. You know, I mean, he fits the Wade Phillips defense perfectly. I mean, think Aqib Tlaib with Denver when when Phillips was there, that type of deal. And with that pass rush, he's not going to have to defend super long. He can break on balls. Um, They obviously now will let Tremaine Johnson go, you know, and he's going to get big money somewhere else. So you get Peters for Johnson in that regard at a much, 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 much cheaper price. He's under $2 million for this year. I assume the Rams plan on then picking up his option. And it's a way down the road, but maybe even franchise him after that. You know, so you're getting, you know, two, three quality years out of Peters at not a big price tag. And I think Phillips can handle his indiscretions, personality, whatever. And you know, there's a reason Peters wasn't a top five pick when he came out of Washington, too. I mean, it's for those reasons. He's not easy to deal with. But Phillips isn't going to take crap from him. And he fits perfectly. Furthermore, you're the Rams. You now, and maybe this news will even come out by the time you hear this or, you know, Monday, Tuesday. You now could put the franchise tag on Sammy Watkins because you're not going to deal with it with Johnson. Or more likely, maybe Joyner. So, you have Peters and Joyner and Aaron Donald and Quinn, who they didn't give up, you know, in this deal, and opposed, apparently they were after him, and Brockers and Ogletree and Phillips, to go with an offense that basically returns intact, more or less, and probably would then lose Sammy if you were to tag Joyner. 
But that's pretty darn good, man. You know, I mean, even if it does cost you serious draft capital, but I mean, I can absolutely see this from the Rams' perspective. I mean, just the finances of it all makes a lot of sense. And you upgrade the player. You know, I mean, all of us would rather have, on Sunday against Seattle, you'd, you'd rather have Peters than Trumaine Johnson. And Kansas City, I mean, you say what you want, but this is a step back on Sunday, you know, for right now. And they needed the draft picks, and they they didn't have a first because they went up and got Mahomes. But I know this is a terrible word, you know, especially for a team that's been a perennial contender. But it's screaming rebuild right now in Kansas City. Like, I don't expect them to go sign big money people to, you know, big money 35-year-olds. I mean, I think it's time to live for tomorrow. And, again, I think that's great. I mean, that's why Mahomes is here. Build around him with guys his age, you know, mature together. And Peters is gone. I'm sure that stings because he is great. But it's logical on both sides to me. All right. So that's my take on a huge trade. Fun, too. I mean, these trades are great. And I mentioned we're going to do my top 10 free agent quarterbacks. Um, you can find these at NDT Scouting. I've written up now quarterbacks a few days ago, running backs a couple days ago, wide receivers came out today. Next, I'll do offensive linemen, and I, I assume I'll get to every position. But again, this is combine week. There could be some unforeseen road bumps in my writing and my podcasting this week, but all worth it. And I will bring back many nuggets in the process. Um, but I do urge you check out NDT scouting. You'll see my stuff all over there. Pro stuff. Um, but this was a highly, highly popular article. I ranked the true unrestricted free agents from my, my favorite one to 10. And then I had a list here of, and I didn't do this with other positions, but Notable, notable quarterback, under, notable quarterbacks around the league under contract that could have conceivably on be on the move as well, and Jacoby Brissett was on that list. If luck's great and somebody offers the Colts a second round pick, maybe it's time to you know, you know you turn that asset into another position. Nick Foles, we've talked about that a lot. Mike Glennon is going to hit the open market. Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, if they sign. McCarron, and then use a pick on Darnold. Could somebody pry Kaiser away for a fourth or something like that? I could see that. Paxton Lynch. What if they sign Cousins? What if they sign Bradford and draft a guy? Same type of situation. Move on from the young guy that they're not thrilled with. Eli Manning. I don't think that's going to happen, but Eli Manning. Um, Tyrod Taylor. I think he will be on the move. Obviously now Bortles is not going to be on the move. I guess that's late-breaking news too. I need to see that contract a little more on the surface and, you know, how the the, the agents, you know, report it. We got tons of all this money, you know. I want to see how that's structured because in a nutshell, that sounds like a massive overpay. Anyway, let's go 1 to 10 on our quarterbacks, free agents. And it's a good group. I mean, usually these guys don't become free agents. Drew Brees is one. I mean... We're not talking about that. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be a saint. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a superstar. Move on. But he's the best. Cousins is too. And I'm not going to go into heavy detail about him either. I think you guys know how I feel about Cousins. I've seen like I've been talking about it once or twice a week now for two months. He's a good player. He's a good starter. But don't throw him in New York with nothing else and say, 
turn this Jets offense around with what we have here. I mean, just don't do it. And I'm curious. I am have a slight hunch that maybe his market isn't... People aren't lathering and chomping at the bit quite as much as we think. That's just a little hunch. And I want to find out more about that at the Combine, too. Case Keenum, to me, is clearly number three. Um, I, I say things in this write-up like he was not a system quarterback. He did things on his own. He made those around him better. He had a phenomenal year. And honestly, who had a better year, Keenum or Cousins? It's a debate. It's a debate. And one of them will come much cheaper. And I know Keenum doesn't have the year-after-year track record. But that's a pretty good sample size. I mean, he's going to get paid and he deserves it. He's not just a caretaker. This one's tough, and you guys know my opinion, but I love Sam Bradford still. But he's a China doll. He's Glass Joe. I mean, can his body hold up? When right, I mean, he gets better every time you watch him. I mean, his last two years, I mean, well, he had one game this year, are the best of his career. And I was really impressed what he did with Chip Kelly under really adverse circumstances. The best rower of the football of this group. But your team doctors have to check out on him. I mean, and what do you give them? You know, that's going to be a big question with one of these guys. a lot of these guys is, yeah, you like him, you rank him 6th or 7th, but what, does he, what do you actually give him in terms of a contract? This one might surprise you. Josh McCown at 5. And that doesn't mean I'd give him the 5th most money out of any free agent quarterback, but he's a good player. Nobody seems to realize that. I thought he had an excellent year, by his standards. I mean, if it was Brady, who didn't have a great year. In an awful Jets offense that I mentioned, it has the least talent around him in the league. I thought he had a really good year. And to even boost his stock here, why I have him so high, is I think he's the perfect guy to come in cheap. A lot of people have talked about him as like a future quarterback coach. Come in cheap and hold down the fort for Darnold or Rosen or one of those type of guys. Learn from me. I'll, I still am a quality player. Soon this will be yours. You're the Padawan. Let me hand it over to you. I can't think of a better guy than McCown for that, no matter where he ends up, if it's New York or somewhere else. I got McCarron at six, and we don't know much. I mean, I say things like he has caretaker traits. He's considered a smart player but doesn't have overwhelming physical attributes. Should we hold against hold against him that he couldn't beat out Andy Dalton? No, but that's not the greatest hurdle to have gotten over if you're really the answer for somebody. So again, I really think his situation's a lot like Glennon's a year ago, where, like the Bears, sign him to a contract that seems excessive, but he is a starting quarterback with intentions of using a very high pick on a quarterback, and the Browns leap off the screen as the team that should do this with him, McCarron. Teddy Bridgewater at seven probably seems low. <sighs> Again, we don't, we haven't seen him play in a really long time. And I know this sounds cold, but I wasn't a fan before he got hurt. You know, like, he wouldn't have been my pick, you know. You know, I didn't. I thought he was getting better, but I never thought, "Ooh, buy stock in Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league." Like I was never that guy. 
I think he's got caretaker traits. I don't love the way he throws the ball. And what is he now? I mean, I think no matter who signs him, it has to be some kind of a one-year deal. Prove it. Let me see how healthy you are. I mean, it really screams coming back to Minnesota because they, I mean, they apparently love him. Or maybe even Pat Shermer with the Giants, like I said. Somebody that's at least seen him practice every day. This one's going to surprise you. The next three are going to surprise you. But things kind of fall off a cliff here, too. Chase Daniel, and I'm not saying he's going to be the starter or an answer or the sleeper that everybody needs to know about. Ooh, go grab Chase Daniel for your fantasy team. But he's been around the league a long time. He's been around some great players and great coaches. And what I said in the write-up is, if anyone's going to be this year's Case Keenum, I could see it being Chase Daniel. Just falls into a place, goes into a good spot, and falls into some playing time. And oh, this guy that's been in the league a long time, nine years, knows how to play the game and operate the offense and move the chains and distribute the football where it needs to go. But there's value in that. So if your favorite team signs Chase Daniel, don't just go, I mean, I think that's good. This one's Jay Cutler. I mean, will Cutler even play football last year? Next year, he still has ability. I thought he was really bad for Miami, though. And obviously, he is not the McCown situation that I said of, oh, he's the perfect guy to groom your first round, first overall pick, quarterback type guy, teach him the ways of quarterbacking and the nuances. That's not what you're bringing. I mean, you don't bring Cutler in for that. I mean, it would be a pretty far stretch for me to say at this stage. Why is it a good idea for me to add Jay Cutler to my team? I mean, unless it's Miami again, you know, Tannehill's the man. Gay says we're going to bring Cutler in as a backup. I don't know. I mean, does he even want to be there? Again, I thought he was pretty darn poor for Miami last year. All right. This one's going to sound a little pit homerish, but hang it. Here, I'm just going to read this one verbatim you know, on my write up. And I almost said it. Hang in there with me on this one. Tom Savage. Savage has starter traits. While he is heavy-footed and doesn't have pinpoint accuracy, Savage has a big arm. He's an old-school pocket passer and isn't bashful about staying in the pocket to deliver the football. In order to, in order to succeed with such a skill set, though, Savage needs outstanding protection and a firm pocket. Dot, dot, dot. Which is exactly what he didn't have any semblance of in Houston. A sly team will pick up Savage on the cheap. And if the 27-year-old is in the right situation, you might not have heard the last of this guy. So again, I'm not saying he's the next coming. And these Bledsoe statues type quarterbacks are less desired than ever. But if he's your backup behind Phillip Rivers, you know, like that would be a good fit for me. Stick him behind Phillip Rivers and he plays, maybe he's helps down the road. You know, something like that. I would have said Roethlisberger, but I don't think they're going to sign anybody. You know, somebody like that. Like, don't bring him in with any intentions of him, of him starting, but he might just surprise you. There's starter traits there and that has value. I mean, they don't, those things don't grow on trees. 
So this was kind of a bonus prize. I don't know if I'll get you five podcasts this week or not. We talked about all that before. I am psyched to go to the Combine. So over and out. Uh, that's, that's a wrap for today. See you.